The Feed Bandit Podcast, Episode 8, The Best Deer Popper Recipe. Hey everybody, howdy and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we have fun talking hunting and do our best to help out small businesses in the hunting space. I'm Jimmy Byrne, and uh, for this one actually, I'm riding solo as my partner Richard is indisposed. He's working on uh, other crucial Feed Bandit work, so this one may be a little shorter than normal today. But uh, since deer season is here in Texas, for bow hunters at least, and we're about one month out for rifle hunters, I thought I'd talk about my absolute favorite way to enjoy the venison backstrap. Uh, It's always a great tailgate recipe, uh, now that football season is in full gear as well. Uh, My favorite is what I call the Feed Bandit Bacon-Wrapped Venison Backstrap, or deer poppers. Uh, it's an easy meal to prepare and cook, and it's always a hit with our entire family here in the Byrne household. Uh, yes, even the quote-unquote, I don't like venison crowd. So it's one of those things that you can make and serve, and I guess people don't think it tastes like what they think venison tastes like. Uh, as I've said, uh, I like to use backstrap for this meal. Uh, now, when you hear me as I go through how I prepare it and cook it, uh, you might start as to saying to yourself, uh, well, that's sacrilege using a prime cut like that. Well, yeah, I mean, I understand. And I've used all cuts of meat from the deer and uh, used all cuts of meat for this particular recipe. Uh, and yes, if you're blessed with having enough backstrap uh, each year to where you can do it, uh, I think it just makes these poppers that much better. So let's dive in. Uh, ingredients, of course, uh, the venison backstrap, the whitetail is what I particularly like to use for this. And I usually like to do about a half of one to one full one, you know, typically for my family where it's just my wife and my young son and he doesn't eat it. So it's really my wife and I, I just use basically a a half of a backstrap. Uh, and what I do is I also use a, a bottle of, uh, what the Kikoman marinade and sauce teriyaki. It's about 10 ounces. Um, some cream cheese, a cream cheese packet, uh, two to four jalapenos, depending on how thick and spicy you want to make the, the recipe. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, I'll get, uh, at least one full thick cut, uh, just original flavor of bacon package from, uh, you know, whatever store you go to, but make sure it's thick. And then I have these, uh, shish kebab grill racks that uh, come with skewers, and I put those on the grill. I'll talk about those in a second. I put them on the skewers, so I'll talk about that. Uh, And then don't forget your favorite uh, drink of choice and some good tunes. So let me dive in, talk about how I make these uh, beauties to the taste buds. So first off, you need to thoroughly bleed out the venison. Now, there's many ways to do this. I particularly like to actually, after I get the deer, to cut out the uh, the prime cuts. I trim off all the uh, the extra stuff you don't want to eat off that thing, and then I'll bring it home and and I'll typically let them bleed out in my fridge for at least a week. Now you want to seal them away from the from the open air. So what I do is I, I'll put them into uh, freezer bags and just let them sit in those in my fridge. And then as the, as the blood, uh, you know, comes out, I'll take those bags out, drain the blood, kind of rotate the pieces of meat and keep them going until they really stop 
after about a day, there's really not that much blood left. Uh, you know, you'll start seeing that kind of like uh, go from like the dark purple to like the reddish, the pink, reddish pink type look. Uh, so once I get to that point, I'll then cut, uh, I'll cut down the piece of the half of backstrap into little cubes and typically no bigger than about an inch and a half, maybe two inches cubed. Uh, what I found is again, like the average size mature deer can be cut in half and that'll feed pretty a family of four fair enough now once i'm done doing that what i'll do is i'll marinate them marinate those little cubes i'll marinate them in the kikuman marinade and teriyaki sauce and i'll fully cover them and do that for at least about 24 hours uh, prior to grilling now i typically use that marinade alone but you know if you kind of like a little more salty kind of flavor then go ahead and add uh, you know soy sauce to that mix it does it brings a good amount of the salt out and you know some tastes really really good uh, I am no stranger to uh, adding salt to my meals so you know that's something that I will do on occasion uh, of course it also depends on who else you're cooking for you know what they like and my wife did particularly like uh, salt too much so I'll, most of the time I'll just do the the uh, teriyaki uh, but once that's done uh, after about like I like I said I like to do it for about 24 hours uh, now the fun begins okay so what I'll do is I'll get a big cutting sheet of course I like to wet it down so nothing sticks to it you know typical thing and what I'll do is I'll lay everything out I'll get that bacon thick cut bacon I'll pull it out and I'll usually cut them in half you know uh, half on there so that essentially what I what the slices end up being doubled for the amount of poppers that I'll be making and before I do this though you know you the key to building these poppers and making a good good grill is to be in a cheerful state of mind so to do that what I love to do is I'll make a nice and tasty uh, adult beverage to sip on while I'm building these poppers yeah, you know sometimes it's I'll just drink some cold beer. Other times, you know, I'll make a nice cocktail. And I also love to put on uh, some Texas country music. Uh, put it on the background and really just kind of get to it. Now, once I'm ready, I got all that ready to go. Uh, what I'll do after I cut that bacon in half is now I'll slice the jalapenos. So I want to slice those things to about an, an eighth, at the most a fourth of an inch. Uh, don't worry about the seeds. Keep them in there because you want them to be a little spicy. So... Depending on how spicy you want it, you know, if you if you like spice, go to the fourth. If you like a lot less, do an eighth. If you don't like any, just leave the jalapenos out. You know, use your judgment. Uh, make sure your cream cheese is open and ready to go. And make sure your skewers are within arm's reach and something to put your fully prepared skewers into and to transport to wherever you're going to be cooking it. So now you're ready to build. So what I like to do is I'll lay out one of the half bacon slices with the thicker kind of end towards me uh, laid out perpendicular and I'll place one of the slices of the jalapeno down on the end and I'll just pinch off a, you know a decent amount of the cream cheese and you know enough to cover the the jalapeno I'll throw that on there and I'll just place a cube of venison and put it right on top of that cheese and then I'll just wrap it you know start at the bottom and start wrapping that piece of bacon typically 
you can wrap it about at least once, of course. But then if you you know have a little little more pliable bacon, you can wrap it twice. Make sure that skewer goes through the jalapeno and the piece of meat. So keeping it all in there together. Uh, and then you put one of those on there. And then you uh, you start again. Take a, take a drink of your beverage. Repeat the process until you're done. Typically, I like to keep put no more than five probably on the skewers. And the skewers that I use are about 14 inches long. So you can imagine, you know, you get five of those nice pieces on there. Uh, you know, that gives enough room for the air to kind of go through and whatnot. Uh, like I said, I, what I've used on the grill is what's called the shish kebab grill rack. It has uh, 14 and a half inch skewers, I, I suppose. Uh, it works perfectly. It keeps, the grill rack keeps the kebabs off the grill. So that's, that's really nice. Uh, and when you're cooking with a lot of bacon over a flame, you know, of course you're gonna, you might have some grease issues and such, but and the, and the grease might flare up a little bit, but you know that gives a little crisp to it, and it just kind of amplifies the overall taste of the popper. Uh, I like to cook them primarily with an open grill top, but I'll typically kind of keep the grill shut for the first I don't know three to five minutes to get a good thorough heat going on all the parts. You know, start getting that bacon to start uh, drawing in and sucking itself to the the meat and the jalapeno and the cheese. And then as I'm cooking, I like to rotate them. You know, so as not to completely burn one side over another, uh, you'll just want to, you know, look at them and and uh, you know do your thing. You know, uh, you're all probably experienced grill, grill masters, so I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Uh, you probably have a better way of doing it. I'd love to hear hear from y'all if you do. Uh, so just give give me a shout. But anyway, uh, you know, I typically know they're done when the bacon looks a little crisp. Kind of, you know, a little bit, maybe slightly more so than when you're cooking bag, bacon for eggs in the morning. But, uh, you know, you get the idea. Uh, another thing is I'll use cook them in the oven as well. Uh, I, you know, I've almost kind of, I know this might be sacrilege too, but gotten to the point where I like cooking them in the oven better because uh, I feel like it gets a f- complete thorough uh, cook on around everything uh, to the same level. So what I'll do is I'll get a, uh, just I have a single jerky, rack that I got from Academy. Uh, you can get mul- ones with multiple levels as well. Uh, I've seen them at Bass Pro and places like that. Uh, but, you know, you just sit that on the cookie sheet, but be sure to put down aluminum foil over the cooking sheet so it makes your cleanup a lot easier and doesn't end up, you know, burning onto the pan or anything like that. And then you just set your uh, your kebabs right on top of that jerky rack, you know, evenly spaced out, throw them in the oven, uh, so what I'll do is uh, do that for about, well, 400 degrees in the oven. I'll typically set it for about 20 minutes. And then I'll check, you know, 12, 13 minutes in, take a look at them. I don't ever rotate them. I don't think you really need to do that because that jerky rack keep, keeps them up and allows the, the uh, you know, the, the air and the heat to kind of flow through them nicely. So, uh, yeah, you know, in about 20 minutes, those puppies are done. Uh, just I just do it based on what that bacon looks like again when it's kind of st- Starts getting a little, uh, you know, kind of crispy around there, and it's fully kind of engulfed the uh, the venison and the jalapeno. Man, it's, whew, yeah, they're really good. So yeah, that's about it. Uh, you know, once you're done, uh, take them off, throw them into a, uh, whatever respe- receptacle of your le- you're choosing, and sit down there and uh, you know pop them until you pop. Uh, they're guaranteed to be amazing eating. Uh, my family, we eat them as a, as a main course, actually, all the time. 
Uh, we rarely have a side with them, but of course, you know, they end up being perfect appetizers, appetizers too for a for a group, or you know, you have people over, or you're again, you're doing a tailgate at, out at a football game. Uh, so that, or or when we eat them as a main, I mean, it sometimes rarely, but you know, you can have a salad or macaroni or something with them. Mm-mm, man, they're good. So uh, yeah, take a look into that. I, you know, if if you you know you you get some extra deer meat, some venison, you know, certainly try it with a ham or whatever piece you want to try it with. I like to do it with the the backstrap, of course, like I said, but uh, it's good all over. Um, if you do it with the ham or some other piece, I you know. I, what I would do, what I typically do, is just kind of get my jacardi and and uh, uh, you know tenderize it a little bit before I start marinating it. You know, that's just what I do. Um, another thing is, uh, since it be it's be it's dove season still right now, uh, I do it with dove. So what I'll do is at the end of a hunt, if I have a limit or whatnot, what I like to do is I'll just cut the uh, two pieces of the two breasts off the bone right then and there, right when I'm done, and in that way. I'll just make each popper will be one side of the breast, you know, so you, uh, just like, uh, that using just a cube, I just use that one side of the breast, man, they're really good too. That's the way to do it. I tell you. And I, I have not marinated the dove breast yet and done it. And yeah, I found you don't really, you don't really need to. Uh, but if someone has, you know, send me a, shoot me a, a link or, or an email or something, uh, how do you at feedbandit.com and let me know. Uh, not just what you've done with Dove, but uh, if you guys have other things you put into poppers uh, of, of this sort, uh, please let me know. That would be great. And uh, if anyone has good recipes for this or any other kind of, uh, you know, cooking venison or whatnot, please let us know as well. We'd love to We'd love to hear it. Uh, you can always just go to uh, feedbanit.com, contact us there. Uh, so yeah, that's that's really it for this one. I uh, just wanted to kind of share with you guys what I love very much, what my favorite way to uh, to go about cooking that uh, some of that venison. And I'm looking forward to getting some more uh, coming up here very shortly. So yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be great. So I mean, if that got y'all hungry, and if your mouth is watering like mine is right now. Uh, you can see the whole process I described documented with pretty good pictures over at uh, feedbandit.com forward slash poppers. Again, that's feedbandit.com slash poppers. Uh, and then uh, for you guys out there, if you like, if you would like special access to new and innovative hunting gear, uh, please come over and join the hunt at feedbandit.com slash join. And when you do, you'll get our bonus uh, free ebook of unique hunting tips and tricks that we find we think you'll find uh, pretty interesting. Again, that's uh, feedbanet.com forward slash join. And then just a shout out to all the small businesses, feed stores, gear inventors, or entrepreneurs in the hunting space. If you'd like to get more exposure to potential customers by being featured on the Feedbanet podcast, please let us know. Uh, go on over to feedbandit.com slash promote and drop us a line. We'd love to discuss what we can do for you and your business. Again, that's at uh, feedbandit.com forward slash promote. Uh, so yeah, thanks, everyone. We ho- I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if so, uh, please go and give us a rating and a review on iTunes as it would really help us out. Now, I'm uh, that made me really hungry, so I'm going to go in and... Uh, Eat me some poppers. So so as always, uh, remember to support your local feed store. Thank you. Have a good one.